Hey, it's Tim here. Thanks so much for coming over to check out my new podcast, The Big Mouth. Before we get into today's episode, got a big favor to ask you. It's going to mean the world to me if you leave a star rating, you comment on the episode or share it with your friends. It'll help me out and help get The Big Mouth out there. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So this one's a relationships chat episode, something which came up recently in a conversation I had with my beautiful partner, Adam, last week. He asked me a question which I wasn't really prepared for, and it's opened up a bit of a dilemma that I think a lot of people who have ever had a past relationship and are now with a new partner have faced. So the question he asked me was, why do you still have pictures of your past relationship on your Instagram? If you feel like a misfit in a world full of pretenders, then I want to be your friend. Join me each week on the journey of not giving a fuck. So stop trying to fit in and stand out. You don't need to be perfect, you just need to get real. This is The Big Mouth with Tim Dormer. Subscribe now for free to make sure you don't miss out on an episode. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So last week, my partner Adam asked me the bombshell question, why do I still have pictures of my past relationship on my Instagram? Oh dear. Pause the Netflix show. Put the microwave dinner down. This one's not going to be a quick answer kind of question. Now, a bit of a backstory if you need it. I've been with my current partner, Adam, for 18 months now, but my previous relationship ended two years ago. It was a long one. Seven years, we were engaged. It was the guy that I came out with and it ended in a really messy breakup, which I've covered in the first episode of The Big Mouth. I've never seen or spoken to this guy since it all got really nasty. And part of my mental health journey over the last few years has been really finding my individual self again and making sense of that really traumatic time without any closure. There's a lot of stuff there, a lot of bags to unpack emotionally and physically too. Like we shared an entire house full of contents that he left me to sort out. And yes, I guess a lot of stuff digitally too. A whole relationship's worth of captured moments online that if you scroll down deep enough, it's the story of a whole other time in my life. But what was my current partner doing down that far? Like how many finger flicks does it take him to get there? And why isn't there some kind of protective warning sign that pops up for new partners when they're entering this territory from the past? Like when you take a wrong turn on the roads and you're saved by a big red sign that says, wrong way, go back. (laughs) Some areas of the past are just not for new partners to see. 
But why then are those pictures and videos still there on my social media feed? I guess he has every reason to ask. To be honest, I haven't thought much about the fact that they were still there. I have never scrolled that deep on my feeds since the breakup. But I do remember that there was a time when I made the conscious choice to not do what so many other couples do when they break up, and that's to delete any digital trace of the relationship from existence. I get it. It's normal for most people. I guess it's part of the healing process of separating yourself from the past, cutting of the cord, freeing yourself into the future. It's a cleanse or a purge. And in the old days before the digital age, you'd probably light a fire and burn the photos. But nowadays, I guess the purge is a lot more simpler, but just as permanent, the delete button. Just one click of the finger and they're gone. But I never did it. I didn't feel like I wanted to or needed to. And in fact, I kind of always thought it was a bit petty and sad seeing people overnight erase the past in this way. The signs of a social media breakup usually start with an abrupt change in relationship status, followed by a total purge of any reference to the relationship. We all had been watching them play out on social media for us. I mean, my ex did it to me deleted everything and blocked me immediately as if seven years had never happened. And I guess that was his way of dealing with the pain to live as though I never existed. God, he must have hated me. But for me, I don't feel like I censor anything in my life apart from disabling Facebook memories from popping up. Gosh, don't you hate that moment when you open up Facebook to start the day and you're just having a happy little joy scroll only to have a captured memory that you never asked for force-fed into your eyeballs on this day five years ago. And it's not just exes that you don't want to see. Even more horrific are the reminder of your own hairstyles you thought were cool about 15 years ago. Anyone that knows me long enough will remember my curl phobia, GHD straightening days. I kid you not, there was a time when I was trying to pull off this sort of boyish fringe look of Justin Bieber's baby stage. Cringe! (laughs) But I guess that's what happens with revisiting the past. We're not the same people that we were back then and you can laugh about a photo of a bad hair stage, but how are you supposed to feel about seeing pictures of happy times from past relationships? When the pain is fresh, I guess it's understandable that you don't want to see them. But isn't the whole point of moving on about learning from the past, growing and changing into a new person. And that new person is going to relate differently to those images. Perhaps one day, maybe even you can look at them unattached to any pain and maybe smile about that moment in your life that brought you to where you are now. I don't know. I just think it's kind of sad to lose these memories forever because of the temporary emotional state that you might have been in fresh out of a breakup. And I guess some people save copies of these photos before they delete them from the public feed, but then they just gather and become hidden in some gross taboo album somewhere on your desktop or your camera reel. Gosh, some people must have a lot of folders with the amount of past relationships. Me, I only had one, but it was a big one. And it would take a lot of time to capture and save and delete all that. Call me lazy, but I hate admin. So I was happy to just leave these memories where they belong in the past. A considerable amount of finger flicks to scroll down to that error. 
I like to think of my social media as a pictorial story of my life, whether that's my Facebook wall or Instagram feed. They're pictures that capture moments of my life that tell the story of who I am. It's nearly 10 years of my life that I've been sharing on Instagram since it took off back in 2013. And that was the same year that my life changed with winning Big Brother. Like a reality show based on the premise of sharing your life unfiltered with the world. Or is it that going on reality TV has influenced my perception of privacy? And I'm more accustomed to sharing my private life on social media than the average person. I don't know, maybe I do I care a little bit less? I mean, there's a lot of stuff online about me. Even if I did delete all the offending pics from my social media, a lot of them are still going to exist in a Google search of my name. Let me tell you, there's actually a scary moment now that's part of the interview process of going on reality TV, which I had to go through for the recent series of Big Brother. It's the skeletons in the closet chat where someone from the network trawls through every controversial image, video, and mention of you online, and they ask for an explanation. Let me tell you, she'd done her homework, and there are a few headlines that came up in my chat, but I own them all. Like, I've always been one to admit my mistakes, and I don't think you deal with skeletons of the past by keeping them hidden in a dark closet. It's the unknown that gives them their power. Like, We might think that we've got control over them by stuffing them in the closet or trying to delete them all from existence, but no amount of purging can erase history. Like, it still happened. So deleting these pictures of my past relationship, I don't think it would have made me feel any better at the time of the breakup. Yeah, I didn't want to see them at the time, but nowadays I don't feel the same sting like I did back then when I saw them. And maybe that's because I knew they were always there. I wasn't hiding from them. It's kind of like the monsters that we're so afraid of. They're only scary because they're hidden in the dark. And when you turn the lights on them, they're not really monsters at all. Oh God, that takes me right back to being a kid again. Gosh, was I afraid of the dark. I have this wild imagination and for most of my childhood, I remember sitting petrified in my bed at night because I was so afraid of the boogeyman who I thought was outside my window or worse, hiding in the corner of my bedroom in the dark. I was even a bedwetter. Like, I was so scared. How strange nowadays. I'm not afraid of anything. Okay, except blue tongue lizards. I can't stand skinks. I even saying the word skinks. I saw one the other morning in the park. I was walking with one of my clients And there it was in the bush, stunning itself. And I screamed like a little girl. (laughs) Just the name is so foul. It's an onomatopoeia where the sound makes you feel like skink. Skink. Oh, it's abrupt. And don't get me started on their, their ability to just throw off their tail when attacked. It's not normal. And the way that the tail keeps wiggling, even when it's not on the body, it's still alive. It's gross. (laughs) As fearless as I am now, skinks still have the power to turn me into a shivering little mess. But yeah, as a kid, it was monsters in the dark. And like a lot of kids, I would make my parents do a full search with the lights on before I was convinced there was not a monster hiding under the bed and it was safe enough to go back to sleep. There's something about shining light on what we think we're afraid of. It releases the power that it had over us. 
So when we're talking about fear of seeing painful reminders of the past in the form of photos online, I don't know, you might disagree, but I think there's something about not needing to delete them that I felt empowered by. I wasn't hiding or running from anything. I was just processing the emotional changes necessary before I knew I could revisit them and relate to them differently because I was now different. And even though I was confident in how I felt towards the past, that it had been processed emotionally, I guess when it comes to relationships, it's not just about me. I have to consider how it affects my current partner, Adam. And when he asked me this tough question, why those photos still there, he asked, how do you think that makes me feel? Which is a tough question to answer in a relationship. Whose feelings take precedence? I guess there's a bit of compromise and we've been going back and forth on it since. And I'd be interested to know what your thoughts are on this. Should I delete those pictures from my past because my partner has asked me to? When starting a new relationship, does it require a full purge of any public reference to any past relationships? And is the emotional processing of a breakup helped by first having the ritual of a physical purge of cleaning out the old? Maybe in my case, I just process things in reverse. Like first, I wanted to deal with the emotional stuff uh, before I started sorting out through the physical stuff. I reassured Adam that my emotional connection to these photos and their memories had changed since the moments that they were posted and that it's really important to me that I wanted to keep my Instagram wall as a true representation of the story of my life, like unedited. I don't want to curate it in in the future. But the conversation did get me thinking that it was about time to do a job that I had been putting off for a long time now. And that's get rid of a lot of physical stuff in my house from the past relationship. In my garage, I had shelves full of boxes filled with the stuff that I'd shoved in there and left sitting collecting dust and silverfish. Okay, pause. Silverfish, do they exist anymore? Like, is it just me or have you not seen a silverfish since the 90s? You know what I'm talking about? The little weird crawly bug mini lobster things that... They hid in stored items and they gnawed on pages of books and stuff. I remember as a kid, when you would touch them, they would leave this silvery, glittery dust on your your skin. But I swear, I've not seen one in decades. Did they actually exist? It was a false memory. Mandala effect. (laughs) But yeah, boxes of old sentimental items from the past. They've been sitting in my garage for the past nearly two years since I'd packed them away. And if I'm honest... I hadn't had the emotional capacity to deal with what to do with them until this conversation with Adam last week. Made me realise now's the time. I realised that I didn't need to do a purge on social media, but it was necessary to get rid of these physical items that I've been too afraid to sort through, this baggage from the past, a full purge. So how did I do it? I put on some Beyonce. Okay, if you haven't listened to a new album yet, do yourself a favour. There's some real bangers on there and I needed some serious Sasha Fierce energy to undertake what I was about to do. These were my skeletons that I was about to face. They were the things that I was afraid of. Rocks and shells and dried flowers that I'd collected from so many trips away. Ticket stubs and lanyards from parties together. A bottle of cheap wine that I kept from our engagement party that I planned to drink at our wedding and even an empty Corona bottle from our very first date. Yep, they were all there, 
And all the memories came back and it wasn't easy, but it wasn't as hard as I'd feared either. It was a realization of things having changed that my emotional connection to these items had gone from in the past, they were priceless to now they were pretty worthless items destined for the bin. They were just stuff. And the emotional power that they had over me had really faded. I was no longer the same person that I was back then when the items had value to me and unpacking and clearing them out. It didn't hurt anymore because I'd moved on with my life. I'd been busy making new memories in the present with Adam. So it was a big job and it was a long time coming, but it was a great reminder that I've got nothing to be afraid of or to hide from the past. It actually felt pretty good. And as the mound of rubbish for the council cleanup grew, I did feel lighter. So maybe purges of the past are necessary to living in the present. Perhaps it's a symbol or ritual of cleansing and of closure that you're showing to the universe you're not living in the past anymore. And you wouldn't believe it. But two days after doing this purge of my past relationship, who do I bump into on the weekend on a Saturday morning Bunnings trip? Yeah, my ex. The ghost from the past who I haven't seen or heard from in nearly two years. He was standing right there in front of me, lining up for a coffee wearing the same jacket that I used to wear every day. How do these things happen? That in the week that I purged all that, I'm confronted with the one thing that I've been waiting for for two years. I'd always wondered how I would react. How would I feel? What would I say if we ever crossed paths? And now here he was as the terrifying unknown that I'd been so afraid of right there. I'd wanted to engage with this person for so long. Like in a way, he'd held all the power in my life for a moment there. For so long, I'd wanted him to face me and to explain himself and the reasons why he hurt me so bad. And so what did I do? I turned around and walked away. I don't know if he saw me, but in that moment, I realized I didn't care. I knew I was free. This is The Big Mouth with Tim Dormer. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on an episode and leave a comment. Give me a star rating. It all helps get The Big Mouth out there. You can follow me on socials at Tim Dormer and join The Big Mouth conversation. Hashtag The Big Mouth. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.